Welcome, witches, to Witchcraft from A to Z, your go-to witchy podcast for finding the magic hidden among the mundane. My name is Elaine Evergreen, a practicing witch of over 15 years now, and I'll be your host for this week. Before we begin, I just wanted to thank you for your patience while waiting for this next episode to release, as I've been traveling around the mountains and forests and coastlines of Oregon. It was my first visit to Oregon, and I cannot begin to explain how amazed I was at the natural beauty filling that state. As someone who has spent most of their life living in the flat, swampy lands of Florida, Oregon's natural wonders left me in awe. As a result of my full immersion into the time I had there, I believe I've missed two episodes. Additionally, after spending a few weeks with my release schedule of Sunday mornings at the witching hour of my time zone, I've decided to start releasing episodes Monday mornings at the same time instead. My future episodes will also vary a bit in length as I've just decided to focus more on just content instead of trying to fit content into certain time frames. That way I have more time on Sundays to dedicate to the editing and finalizing of each episode. Now that I've rambled on a bit, let's get into the episode. You'll find that a lot of my episodes will focus on edible goods, and that's simply because I find food and drink to be the easiest ways to implement magical practices into your daily life, as well, I mean, we all need to eat and drink. This week, I want to talk about the wonderful uses of coffee, an ingredient that most of the world can easily find within their homes and in their morning routines. If you're a coffee lover like myself, you know that intoxicating aroma anywhere. You know of its ability to energize and create focus. You also know how effective it is at its more, well, elimination-based properties. My dog Mochi has something to say, obviously, so I do apologize. So with this knowledge, we know that coffee can be a powerful tool in our practices. So grab a mug and join me in a little discussion about coffee and magic. Now, the relationship between coffee and magic is definitely not new. Even Aleister Crowley used this daily brew as a sort of magical potion each day with a prayer he created, which is found in his diary. His prayer goes as follows. Oh, coffee, by the mighty name of power do I invoke thee, consecrating thee to the service of the magic of light. Let the pulsations of my heart be strong and regular and slow. Let my brain be wakeful and active in its supreme task of self-control. That is my desired end, may be effected through thy strength, Adonai, unto whom be the glory forever. Amen without lie, and amen, and amen of amen. Several faith systems around the world value coffee in their practices as well, including Santeria and Voodoo. In Turkey and Greece, coffee, like tea, has been used for divination by reading the coffee grounds at the bottom of a cup. People have been using coffee as offerings to their ancestors and deities for as long as we have known the importance of coffee, 
or at least for as long as we have placed a high value on coffee as a society. There are even accounts throughout history of its believed use in the curing of plague and narcolepsy. Now, I don't know of curing plagues or anything, but there have been studies that shown possible connections between coffee consumption and protection against certain conditions, such as type 2 diabetes and cancer. Coffee is also a natural diuretic, stimulant, and laxative. So it can help with athletic performance, it can assist in focus, especially for those who have ADD or ADHD, as stimulants like those in Adderall help the mind focus on one thing at a time and actually slow down the multi-track minds that we have. This stimulant effect has been shown to speed up and, and enhance the effects of painkillers like Tylenol. And I often use coffee to help migraines and headaches when I suffer from them, as I found it to be one of the best tools in reducing the pain and other side effects associated with my migraines. It can also help with bowel issues, such as constipation, since it aids in the elimination process. However, this podcast is not necessarily about medicine, and I'm not a physician, so please do your own research and speak with a doctor before making any medical decisions. But if we're just thinking about coffee's aspects and the relation to health, we can start by pulling properties from it. Think of healing, improving energy and focus, removing blockages, dispelling. Those alone can make for a great many spells to add to your grimoire. But if we examine coffee beans, the process in which coffee is created for consumption, and where it comes from, we can come up with quite a few more ways coffee can benefit our practice as well as our mornings. First of all, coffee is grown from a plant and is a seed that comes from a fruit. From this, we can interpret its use in grounding, in earth magic, and in fertility and riches. The coffee fruit from which the coffee beans are extracted are red once ripe. And as we learned from previous episodes, red can represent love, passion, romance, sex. And once coffee beans are harvested, they are roasted and imbued with different scents and flavors. This roasting not only makes what is the delicious coffee bean that we enjoy today, but it also melds together the earthy qualities of the coffee bean with that of fire. Think of warming qualities, as well as cleansing and protection, which can be sought from flame. Speaking of the process of roasting coffee beans with different scents and flavors, those flavors could also affect the properties of your coffee in practice. So depending on what you love to drink, you can utilize its unique flavors to your advantage. Once that coffee bean is roasted, it takes on a warm brown or sometimes even a black color, depending on how dark you like your roast, which we know is associated with grounding and protect protection. To make your cup of coffee, you're mixing it with hot water, which of course is adding the qualities of water. So think healing and cleansing. You may stop here if you're a black coffee kind of person. However, if you're like me, you're going to take your coffee to the next step, add some sweetener of your choice, 
which could be sugar, honey, agave, maple syrup, whatever suits you fancy. And that sweetener itself has some qualities of its own. So when I use coffee in my practice, I'm thinking mostly in terms of how it makes me feel and how it affects my senses. When I drink coffee, I feel grounded. The scent uplifts me, heat warms me, and I am sent to a place of calm, focused introspection. Then you've got the unfortunate, maybe not so unfortunate side effects of its laxative qualities. And depending on how you look at it, so, you know, those are some benefits or some misfortunes, depending. So I often set my intentions while brewing my cup of coffee. And as I add the ingredients to create my perfect cup, most of these days, these intentions are things like, I will focus on said task and finish it by a precise deadline, or I am grounded and present in my day-to-day going-ons. I like to use coffee as a way to transport me to different feelings. When I add pumpkin spice, I am transported to the cool breeze of autumn, the taste of a fresh pumpkin pie, and the misty haze over a full moon. Add peppermint extract and cocoa, and suddenly I'm in a warm home staring in a cozy fire surrounded by signs of cheer and love. Try adding flavors to your coffee and see where it sends you. Given the fact that coffee is also quite a luxury, I tend to use it as an offering. If I have extra coffee left over in my pot after making what I want to consume, I'll make a smaller cup of coffee or use it to bake something that would suit the deity I wish to offer it to. I then let that set on my altar for an hour or so, and if it's still good, I'll consume it myself, but if it's no longer good, I dispose of it. While this is just how I use coffee in my practice, some really great ways to use coffee in your own include drinking a cup of coffee with the intention of removing emotional, spiritual, or energy blockages by way of its ability to clear out your digestive system. Similarly, you could create a coffee scrub using used grounds after making a cup of coffee yourself to cleanse yourself, or you can even pour a leftover black coffee into a bath and you could combine those two for a very thorough cleanse. Due to its energetic properties, coffee is a great tool for boosting the effectiveness or the speed at which a spell or manifestation works. You can imbue candles, oil warmers, or bake with coffee to infuse the air with the aroma and create a sense of grounding, warmth, love, focus, and calm. Making your partner or love interest a cup of coffee every morning as they wake, if they like coffee, of course, (laughs) can help you ground your bond together and improve your passions and moods. Like those in Turkey and Greece, you can learn to read coffee grounds as a low-key form of divination every morning if you live in a space where you cannot practice magic openly. Burning coffee has been said to ward off nightmares and it has the added practical benefit of warning off mosquitoes. Sprinkle used grounds in your garden to improve fertility of your harvest, to speed up abundance, and to ward off negative energy. 
you could focus on the intention of stirring your hobby. Clockwise to bring energy and intent in. Counterclockwise to banish and dispel energy and intent. And of course, you can utilize its protective powers to remove curses and hexes or to prevent them from landing your way in the first place. Now, I love giving you all something sustainable that you can take home and implement into your practices right away. So for this episode, I want to combine the practice of meditation with the powerful properties of coffee. If you're a coffee machine kind of person, I do recommend switching over to a more physical and manual form of brewing coffee if you're going to use coffee for spell work. Whether that's a French press, a pour-over coffee, or a percolator, something that involves more of your energy is always best when using items for your intentions. I prefer French press because it's so incredibly easy to use, but at the same time, it's, you know, not hands-off. I get to mix it, I get to push down the, oh gosh, what is, the, what is that strainer thing called? I don't even know the names of it. It's just so easy to use, and I love my, my French press. And so I get a chance to just focus my intentions while creating my perfect cup of coffee. So to begin, you're going to need coffee grounds, whatever you're using to make coffee, of course. So whether it's a French press, percolator, um, whatever pour-over system you've got, you're going to need water, a sweetener and creamer if you use it, a small paintbrush, and a piece of paper that's thick enough that if you paint on it, it will not tear. First, choose your grounds intentionally and choose something you absolutely love. Learn about the attributes of the flavors and scents that your grounds contain and use those to your advantage. Carefully scoop out your coffee to your preferred strength and start boiling your water in either your kettle or percolator, depending on which method of preparation you chose. The goal here is to romanticize this moment. Focus on the process completely. Focus on your intention for the day. How can this cup of coffee help that? Can it help you focus to meet a deadline or to improve your career growth? Can it keep you from escaping into the dream world during the day by grounding you in at the moment? Take slow, intentional movements, taking note of all of your senses. Smell the aroma of the grounds. Feel the heat of the water. Watch the steam rise up and melt into swirls in the air. For these morning intentions, you want to focus on bringing in energy. So when you are getting to the part that requires you to stir your coffee, remember to stir clockwise. Listen to the sounds of the spoon hitting the walls of the mug. This is your moment. Find somewhere quiet and do nothing but drink your coffee and observe. How does it taste? Is it sweet? Creamy? Or bitter? Take note when your mind wanders to thoughts that are unpleasant, uncomfortable, or anxiety-inducing, and bring yourself back to the mug in your hands. Its warmth and grounding aroma. Save a sip of your coffee at the end for this next part. Grab that paintbrush and piece of paper I mentioned earlier, 
and using the coffee as a painting medium, paint your intention for the day, either as words or as an image. Fold it up, keep it in your pocket. Every time you feel lost that day, revisit that paper to remind yourself of your intention. I found that this simple grounding spell has improved my outlook on many mornings that could have been less productive and less inspiring. And that's all I have for you this week. I'd love to hear from you all, so if you have any questions about certain attributes of an item, you want some witchy advice, or you just want to share something about your magical practice, please submit a message to me on Anchor. Uh, don't be shy. I will put it on the podcast if you wish. If you don't, I can always just answer the question and summarize and keep you completely anonymous. That is up to you. But my message inbox is on my Anchor page at anchor.fm slash witchcraft a to z. And that is W-I-T-C-H-C-R-A-F-T-A-T-O-Z. I've shared the link in the description of this podcast as well, as well as any resources that may have been used during the research of this episode. And don't forget to download and subscribe to where you listen to podcasts and share with anyone who you know needs just a little bit more magic in their life. Until next time, witches.